All right, there. I'm ready, Jonathan. World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, I gotta get this off my chest right out of the chute here on Thursday morning, the 24th day of, of March 2022. She is either a liar or a fool. Both of those, either one of those, a liar or a fool, either one of those are disqualifying for a seat on the United States Supreme Court. Either one of them, friends. She's under oath. This lady is under, this attorney is under oath. And they ask her, can you define a woman? And she either lies or she's way too stupid to be on the U.S. Supreme Court. But see, it doesn't matter to us, right? Because why? We don't care about truth. We don't care that she sat there and either lied or exposed herself as a fool. Either one disqualifying. Well, we know the game that she was playing, right? We know what the game was. She wasn't going to say anything because she didn't want to do anything that would tarnish uh, her testimony, so she just played stupid, right? And I said, I, I put a Facebook meme out there. My six-year-old grandson knows what a woman is. Can can anybody run into any? <clears throat> excuse me, anybody here in America doesn't know who doesn't know what a woman is? Can't define a woman? She says I'm not a biologist. She's not a biologist. But you have to be a biologist. To know the difference between a man and a woman, folks, that should be disqualifying. Some A Democrat, one of the Democratic centers should have stood up and said, ma'am, sorry, uh, you're not qualified. <laughs> sorry, you're just not qualified here if you don't know what a woman is. Everybody, how do you, folks, how do you, how do you enforce, how do you rule on women's rights if you don't know what a woman is? How, how do you possibly do that? How do you rule on transgender issues? By the way, that is where this is going. I hope you understand that. How do you rule on transgender issues if you don't know what a woman is? You don't know what a man is. And you know that. Do you guys know that she was a law school friend of Ted Cruz? Anybody know that? Did you know that she and Ted Cruz were in the same law firm, law, law school, together at the same time at Harvard? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, oh, those... Those uh, connections run deep, don't they, friends? Uh, you say, Coach, what are you talking about? I'll, I'll, I'll get into it later. I got, it's just, you know, it is just the, the audacity of the devil is almost beyond what I, can, what I can stand. He isn't even hiding anymore. And he isn't even hiding anymore because he knows, oh, I wish, can I swear, can, Myra, can I say a dirty word? Uh, he, he knows that we don't give a poop. The devil knows we don't give a poop about truth. We don't care. 
So he takes his mask off, and he just flat out lies. And we don't care. Are you with me? If there was any kind of prosecutor in the room, when they said uh, uh, Mrs. Uh, whatever name Brown, or whatever it is, uh, could you define a woman? And when she said that she couldn't, you mean somebody couldn't stand up in that room and say, wait a minute, wait a minute here. What are you even doing here then, lady? What are you even doing here? You're going to rule on cases involving sex, sexual identity, men and women, sexual uh, uh, discrimination in the workplace, and you don't even know what a woman is? Amen. By the way, Joe Biden appointed you the first black woman on the Supreme Court. How can he know and you not? Oh, my goodness, friend. I'm telling you, my blood pressure, my blood pressure. You understand that we're, sur- you understand we're surrounded by a bunch of freaking sissies, godless people claiming to be Christian, claiming to be conservatives, and they let that horse crap go? This should have been a revolt. Every Christian in that room should have stood up and said, go, get out of here. No, the gentlewoman across the aisle from, uh, I'll talk to the gentlewoman from Connecticut, my gentleman friend from Iowa. Are you kidding me? So you're trying to throw this freaking devil, this demon-possessed woman, you're trying to put her on the United States Supreme Court? Oh, I got a commentary wrote today. I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Go ahead, Paul. I feel you aching. Go ahead. Then, Myra, you come after me and get that prayer said because I sure need it this morning. You know, it's Go ahead, uh, that uh, bestiality and uh, it's already been on the docket in Maine. Uh, it's, yep. it's okay in, I think, Ontario or something that you can do whatever with animals. What do you think's around the corner? Pedophilia, probably? Well, that, hey, that ain't even, I, Paul, I don't even think that's really much open for debate. That thing is, that, hey, guys, do you remember when they just wanted to be left alone? Just Timmy and Billy with a garden. We just want to be able to live our lives and everybody leave us alone. And now they're out, they're out showing their butt, promoting deviancy to your children, teaching it in our schools. And it's now surfaced again at the highest court in the land. And we still don't get it. Our pastors still won't. There ought to be the Southern Baptist Convention ought to rise up in unison and march on Washington. No, gentlewoman across the aisle. We won't, we don't want to say anything about the gentlewoman across the aisle. By the way, you know, we're all made in God's image. You know? Huh? Oh, oh, man. Hang on. Okay, Craig, I'll get to it. I'm getting bombarded from every direction. Let me shut up a minute. I didn't even want to go here yet. Hang on. Hang on. Come on in, Myra. Uh, pray, the, pray the spirit of the Lord upon me. I need it this morning, Myra. Good morning, Huddle. How are we doing today? Um. John 14, 6, King James Version, Jesus say unto him, I am the way, the truth, the life. No the man truth! Come, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Holy Spirit, you are welcome to coach Dave Harrell. Romans 9, 13, King James Version, as it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Isa have I hated. Mm-hmm. 
Romans 16, 18, King James Version, for they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And yes. by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Oh, Myra, you're all over today. Yes. Second Corinthians 10, <clears throat> 4 to 5, King James Version. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds, casting yes. down imaginations, and yes. every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. Against God. It's against God. She's against God. Go ahead. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. Yes. Obedience is fulfilled. Amen. The fire, the peace, the glory unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you know this? Did you know this? Is it Kajani Brown? Whatever her name is. Did you, oh, did you know she's a Christian? Did you guys know that? Hmm? She's a Christian. Do you understand that the devil is poking you right in the eye? That they went out and found the most radical devil that they could find, dressed her and dressed that demon in black skin, attached her to some Christian denomination, and then served her up. Well, the devil, devils. Yeah, Vinny. That's no Christian. That's a demon, brother. Hey, Vinny. But people think it is. People think it is. I wasn't even mad until I came down here. I got thinking about it. I got a video I'll show you here in a minute. Let me get a higher breath than, than Georgia in and then Rochelle. Go ahead. It's just simple, Coach. Just that's an abomination. And who abomination. will cry out against that abomination? I will. Only the remnant. It's an abomination. It's an abomination. So, Brett, she's either a liar or stupid. Liar or stupid, there's no there's no, there's no, there's no two choices. She either lied to us that she she told us she couldn't define a woman. That's either a lie or she's stupid. No, no other way to go with it, right? We don't care, do we? That, what, what, lie? Well, she's a judge. She has to lie. If she doesn't lie, she can't get on the court. She has to lie. And then when she gets on the court, then she can invent new laws and new rules and new rights. She can do all this stuff, and we're going to sit back and say, God, how did she get on the court? How'd she get on the court? Well, hell, she couldn't even define what a woman was. Come on in, Rochelle. My six-year-old grandson can define a woman. You got my head spinning. Good morning, team. I just wanted to bring this crazy headline. Um, A British woman reported to police that she had been raped during a stay in a hospital. But the police were told that simply wasn't possible because the ward where the woman claimed she was raped was for females only. And since there was no male in the hospital, therefore the rape could not have happened. This was oh. obviously one of your trans women or trans. I don't know how it works. Whatever. I pretended to be Freak. a girl in the women's world oh. raped three women. And they said, no, that's impossible. Cause women, women can't rape women. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. I, I listen. I'm, I've opened, I got to. I got to get someplace. I got to shut the door here, a minute, Okay, let me let me shut the door. We're living in a time of universal foolishness, friends. We're living in a we're living in a time with political correctness is running amok 
rampant. It is being fueled by the prince of darkness. It's right before us, right in our face, and the church remains silent, which, by the way, is what I wrote about sort of today. I'll get to it in a minute. Okay, Roger, go ahead. Dave, I, I called you last night. because I, I missed so you. Worked, I was so worked up over this. Dave, if this woman, I, I'm afraid she's going to be appointed to the Supreme Court. Right, right. If this, if this, I don't know how in the world our God could remain inactive in judgment with us if this happens. We can, <laughs> we can be astounded by it, but we'll be even more astounded if he gets to appoint another person. Um, it was yeah, just, so, like I said, it yeah. just bo- bothered me to the core. It bothers me to the core this morning. I so Roger, we just have God that he intervenes because this is a big issue. This is a big one because yes. the decisions that can come down that are going to move us towards civil war. There is no doubt in my mind. <clears throat> so, so, so Roger, we get, uh, they say, well, she's just, she, it's a liberal replacing a liberal. It's a liberal replacing a liberal. And then what happens? Then Clarence Thomas dies. By the way, he's in the hospital, right? Let's see, he's getting better. Clarence Thomas dies. Uh, then something happens to Alito. And then somebody happens. To, and the next thing you know, you got six of those. Go- <laughs> we see, we, we can't, we don't get it, do we? We can't, we can't see what the devil's doing. Mike Blake, I'm going to Mike Blake's this morning, this Saturday, nine o'clock. I got it here on my phone. Uh, we're going to start at nine o'clock. I'm reading from it. Mike's going to have some breakfast rolls. Uh, we're going to do a social hour. Then we're going to do a teach interactive teaching with Glenn. Then lunch, spaghetti for lunch, and side dishes. People bring some side dishes. Then after lunch, we're going to teach some gardening tips. Uh, container, raised beds, teach us how to garden. We might even hit the streets a little bit. We'll see it. So uh, Mike Blake, this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock. If you don't know where he lives or how to get there or whatever, uh, send us an email and we'll get it to you. Doc Gosling, what the heck you got going on up there? You sent me uh, you sent me a picture today of the steaks. Are you staking that area up there, Doc? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, the the medical evil medical tribunal up there. I'm, I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to try to go up there with Heath, who is destined to have me arrested at some point. That son of a well, gun. It's all good. It's all good. Being arrested is a good thing, brother. It's a good thing. Well, I have been before. I've been thrown in jail and nut houses a couple of times. It's the food's not good, Coach. I'm trying to stay. <laughs> hey, Jesus was arrested. I want to be like Jesus. He was arrested. In fact, they gave him the death penalty. <laughs> he was arrested, and they gave him the death penalty. And when he hung on the cross, when the one guy said, uh, "What would his, what was the thief on the cross say? This isn't right. What they're doing to us, huh?" Get us down off of here. And what did Jesus say? Did Jesus agree with him? He said, oh, yeah, that death penalty. We got to do away with that death penalty. When I get to heaven, I'm going to do away with it again. No, 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 no. What did he say? We're getting exactly what we deserve. So all those bleeding heart Christians out there that aren't for the death penalty, you're against the Bible. <laughs> Jesus is hanging on the cross and says, no, we're getting, no, it was the thief, wasn't it? It was a thief. The other thief says, we're getting what we deserve. Shut the hell up. <laughs> oh, my God. We have so twisted Christianity that it don't mean nothing anymore. 
don't mean nothing. How do we know that? Because Jude told us that evil men have crept in unaware. Can you pull Jude up for me real quick there, Jonathan? Go to Bible Gateway and pull up Jude. Evil men have crept in unawares. Evil men. Hey, listen, is Kajani Brown or whatever her name is, is she is she creeping in unawares? Are, are we not aware of this? Do we not see what's going on? Huh? Oh, blah, blah, blah. When I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once, not just once, but meaning once and for all delivered unto the saints. By the way, do you guys know who Jude was? Hey, I Catholics, I hate to step on your toes, Catholics. Jude was the half-brother of Jesus and James. James and Jude were Jesus' half-brothers. Why were they his half-brothers? Because they both were birthed from Mary. Dudes, ever Virgin Mary, had two guys, one named James, one named Jude, and history shows maybe even more. But this guy here writing right now is the half-brother of Jesus Christ. And what does he say? Do you think he knew his brother? Do you think he knew what his brother was all about? Do you think he understood his mission? He said, listen, certain men have crept in unaware. We got to, we have to do what? Earnestly contend for the faith. We got to fight against these dudes. We have to stand up and push back. I wrote about that today, by the way. Well, there are certain men and certain black Supreme Court nominees who are creeping in aware, unaware, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, of of old selected, ordained, chosen to this condemnation. Ungodly men and women turning the grace of our God into do whatever you want to do and we'll still love you. And denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness. Right there it is. Earnestly contend for them. Also, by the way, verse 6. I just thought I'd throw this in here for you. And the angels which kept not their first estate. That be them Nephilim boys and girls that left their own habitation. He has reserved. He chained those dudes up. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Oh, my God, they have so lied to us. They so lied. Even the Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication, going after strange flesh. What was that? What was strange flesh? Oh, my goodness. Listen, it doesn't say adultery. It doesn't say adultery, friends. It says strange flesh. Huh? Oh, you mean maybe they were having sex with uh, hmm, people who are created through Sex with the angels? That'd be strange flesh, wouldn't it? Hybrids? Hmm, going after strange flesh. Well, they're set forth for an example. Suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also, these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak of dignities. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. I, I didn't even want to get on this horse. I'm on it. All right, I'm on it. So, but these things, but these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beasts in these things, they corrupt 
themselves at Harvard University Law School, Columbia University Law School, Dartmouth University Law School, University of Notre Dame Law School. And they make rules and regulations that honorable men like Roger Weaver have to follow. Folks, do you get it? Uh, what do they call that? Uh, Starry decisis, previously decided cases. So the homosexuals, they just wanted to be able to be like everybody else and just be accepted. Tommy and Billy make plant in their garden. Just leave us alone. Yeah. Now they're ramrodding, pardon the expression. Now they're ramrodding homosexuality and, and all types of sexual deviancy down our throat. Why? Because evil men have crept in unaware and they took over. <clears throat> we don't care. We don't care. And some of you are wandering around saying ever Virgin Mary when there's proof it wasn't. I, I'll, I'll have coach behave here. Come on in, Rich. Yeah, Coach. Uh, hang, on, hang on, Rich. Hang on, Rich. I gave you guys enough truth to chew on for two weeks in that little five-minute diatribe. Go ahead, Rich. Amen. <laughs> well, I got two things. One, for Roger, the, I think God's wrath in, from Romans Romans chapter 1 talks about that they, you know, he gave them over to a, a delusion because they refused. It is the judgment. It is yeah. the judgment of God. It doesn't cause the judgment, Rich. It is the judgment. Yes, right. And then two, I looked up in the Strong's Concordance contend, especially where it's you know talked about in Jude, and it's in eighteen sixty four in the Greek, and it says to struggle for, to earnestly to contend for. This word signifies to contend about a thing as a combatant. The word yes. earnestly is yeah, I know, is added to convey for intense force of the preposition. So 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 uh they weren't patty kicking around, were they, there, Rich? No. Huh? No, this is no. a fight. Remember Rocky? I could have been a contender. Huh? Contender. Contend. Con- that, what, a, what a punch in the face verb that is. Contend. Earnestly contend. Earnestly contend. That's what I wrote about today. Maybe I'll get to it here in a minute. I don't know. Got to go. Oh, I got so much to talk about. Hang on, Reggie, before I bring. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Reggie, and then Jeff, and then uh, get the Hagman video ready for me, if you would, please. Go ahead, Reggie. I got to keep tearing down that veil that that, that many are still under this delusion of, so seeking out, you know, justice in this beast system. In Colossians, when Paul is speaking to Colossians, it was very clear. He was uh, saying, you know, speaking against false theology, which doesn't necessarily mean the theology of the church, but it, it can mean other things but going back it says uh, it's colossians 2 8 beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men according to the basic principles of the world and not according to christ for in christ him dwells all the fullness of the godhead bodily Bodily. and you Mm -hmm. are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power and there's a commentary from the church fathers that says the spirits in reference to that passage the spirits who use these conditions to oppose christ and are at the core of the pagan and are at the core of the pagan and cult system of knowledge that's what you're dealing with in those courts that's what we're, that's what we're no dealing with who, no matter who appoints them no matter how who, who you trust they have masks <clears throat> they're they liars. do 
I couldn't agree with you more, Reggie. And that they're blatantly, <clears throat> excuse me, blatantly lying. We don't, we don't even really care. I'm looking for the uh, Romans because I want to go there. Uh, Jeff Nell, come on in. <clears throat> go to Romans one. Oh, I got go hot last. Jeff. I got hot last night. It was the school board meeting went up to nine o'clock, and I raised my voice an octave, and I let them have it. The lesbian on the school board, when I said in Genesis, God made male and female, she turned her comment and mucked. I kept going. I I did over three minutes. They were mockers. I told them they don't give a hoot. They don't care. They actually had a teacher, a teacher from the high school coming in and saying the children just walk out. They're disrespectful and on and on and on. And they blew her off. And that peeved me. And I let them have it. Gosh, it's it's incredible that stupidity and these teachers are absolutely brainwashed. Brainwashed. Hey Jeff, the parents are brainwashed. Yes. The parents are brainwashed. The parents think they're good teachers. They're good teachers. Going in Dale and Mark. Brother, remember I sent you that that message the other day. The Lord has called us to contend, not defend. But because right. the church has slipped into the defend, we have now slipped into the surrender, as in surrender. The reason mm-hmm. why they're unafraid to do what they're doing, brother, it's like a it's like a gunfight. If you're not willing to shoot back, your enemy is going to come with guns blazing. And this is exactly what it is. There's nothing hidden. Everything is out there because we don't even want to defend. We don't want to contend. We just want to surrender, as in surrender. Amen, Dale. Well, Amen, Dale. Dale. Dale, our pulpits have taught us that. Absolutely. Hey, Coach, let, let me tell you something. What happened down at that courthouse, and I was like, it was right on the beginning of the show. God is divinely positioning us. We make our plans. God orders our footsteps. When he put me in the front of that door, that's what I was doing. I was binding the lies inside of that place. You go back and watch Ohio Brett's video of the attorney and Tony Spell afterwards, and you know what they said? The prosecution was pleading our case in there. Why? Mm -hmm. Because we were binding devils, and they could do nothing but defend truth. People don't believe that, Dale. You're you're just some charismatic kook. I love you, brother. We're supposed to reach across the aisle and be friends with these people. That's what we're supposed to do. Mark Trump, come on in. I want to encourage Roger. I want to encourage Roger a bit. What lawyers are out of the system and know all this is going on in the legal system? Not many. I'd like to encourage Doc Paul. What doctors know what's going on and and really understand it? See, his eyes are open and he feels like he's led a life of this. We all have. Look at me and a bunch of atheists in technology. Look at you, coach. What people in the school know. You come out of the school system. What system is not evil that's not been taken over? The church has been taken over. The schools, the law system. So each of us need to look within our organizations and realize that our eyes are open. We're part of an evil organization in the world, and we got to come out of her. Now, we're all finding a way to do that, Coach, but I think we need to relish our uniqueness. We need to understand that we're peculiar. We need to understand we're supposed to be outside the system. We're not supposed to fit in. And I just, you know, every day we walk around and we feel like we're isolated. I do. 
But I need to realize I'm not. I'm with Jesus. I'm not Amen. isolated. Amen. Amen. You're not. They just want you to think that you are. In fact, uh, most more people are with you than you know, but they're too afraid to say anything about it. Amen. Bless you, Mark. Amen. Hang, hang on. Myra, go ahead, dear. Yes. Uh, I agree with Mark um, and Dr. Gosling, Attorney Weaver, uh, Dale, all of us. We're peculiar people. And we read in Genesis 1.27, King James Version. <clears throat> so God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Thank you. Yes, but that uh, Supreme Court justice doesn't know. Hey, you got Romans. Uh, go down to verse uh, 16 for me, if you would. Beginning in 16. For I'm, not, uh, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. By the way, most of you, if I would give you a million dollars, couldn't tell me what the gospel of Christ is. There's 17 different versions of it. Paul said he's not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein, where? In the gospel of Jesus, is the righteousness of God revealed. Where is it? In the gospel of Jesus gospel of Christ, the righteousness of God's reveal of faith. The just shall live above. Now look, 18. Folks, well, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Think about that. How do you hold the truth in unrighteousness? That's kind of a, that's a mixed metaphor there, isn't it? Because we hold the truth and unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is obvious to them. For God has shown it to them. So friends, what follows then is not a foretelling of what the world's going to be like. It is a demonstration to you of the wrath of God already coming in judgment. Amen. Do you you get what I just said to you? This isn't a sign of what the end times, what it's going to look like in the end times. This is what's ushering in the end times. Because you've rejected the truth, this stuff shows up. We think, oh, my goodness, it's getting bad. Look at all this. Oh, my goodness, it's getting bad. No, 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 no. We're already under judgment, and this is the fruit of our judgment. Boom. It is in itself judgment. Okay, let me switch gears here. Bring up the Doug Hagman video. Doug's, uh, Doug Hagman's uh, granddaughter is uh, clinging to life. I just want to pray. I uh, just want to play this, and then we want to. Doug's. I consider Doug a dear friend, one of the family, and uh, we want to lift his arms up here. Go ahead and play this little minute thirty-four clip that he made yesterday. Sad note too. <clears throat> my uh, my granddaughter uh, Maya is uh, declining. And uh, um, she's in ICU at, at Children's Hospital. And we were up pretty much all night. <clears throat> um, just keep her in your, in your prayers. I, yeah, there's no way I can update everyone all of the time. Just understand the situation is, is extremely critical. Um, I, I'm not going to get into the details on, on that, except to say that... Uh, uh, we're very concerned. You know, we don't want to lose this precious little girl that, uh, that you've been praying for. <clears throat> it's um, it's really a, a, a sad situation. Um, 
you know, to think that Saturday morning she was asking for pizza and popcorn and to think now that she's um, clinging to life is, is just hard to handle. So, again, I ask for your, I humbly ask for your forgiveness and, yeah, I guess my voice between yesterday, or I'm sorry, between earlier today, I can't even get my days straight. Kind of sound like Steve Quayle now. Steve, I love you, brother. Um, who's going to be on this week on Friday? Um, but uh, at any rate, and I ask for your, your patience as well for additional shows this week, depending on how things go. All right. So all that's that. <clears throat> who will lift up Doug's arms for us right now? We pray the prayer of agreement. Go ahead. Abba, Father, come and watch over this beautiful child. Wrap her in your strength and protection. Come and minister healing and bring restoration. Renew this precious one that is loved by so many. Soothe them, comfort them, keep them. Hold their heart safely. Fill them with peace. Come and dwell with their loved ones and with the doctors. You are our sanctuary and our hope, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. God, we anoint this child. We ask you, we call upon you, the voice of your people and those with truly Christian hearts, spirits, and souls, God. We ask you to hear our prayers that we lift this child up to your divine altar, almighty God, by the precious blood of your son, your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who came to save us from death. God, we ask you to anoint this child, to purify her blood with the blood of Jesus and heal her where she is ailing. And we tear down any strongholds who are coming against this child, Heavenly Father. Where this child presently is, we ask in every part of that room, the Psalms of um of attack against the enemy and the protection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We cover it north, east, south, and west from all the elements that they come with their arrows and their darts against this child and against this family, Lord. We speak against you and we come as a nation of children of God, raising up his army to fight against these principalities and powers. And we have the power to speak healing by Jesus's holy name into this child, dear God. We beg you to hear our prayers and to bless this child and grant us the miracle so you will be glorified in Jesus' holy name. We pray. Amen. Dear Father, amen. we apply the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ on Hexman's family. Um, God, Father, in the name of Jesus, through faith, we know that we can come to you and request. And we approach the courts of heaven for um, Hexman not to lose a nerve uh, brought member, he already lost a son. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come to you in this matter. We ask you for grace and mercy. May your will be done in the life of this child. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father God, you open doors and shut doors. Father God, open the eyes of the medical field to diagnose and to answer the question, what is going on? 
Father God, give the guiding hands to all. And Lord, you say in your word, blessed those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. In Jesus' name mm. I pray. Amen. Mm. Amen. Whose report will you believe? I believe she will live and not die. She will live hey, coach. and she will not die. Yes. Boom. Amen. Coach, Doug asked me to personally thank each and every one of you that are praying for three-year-old Maya. And he's just so grateful for the prayers, and he's convinced that that's the only reason that she's still hanging on. So he, he just wants you to know he thanks each and every one of you. Amen. Let's take her to the, take her to the throne room all day, folks. Take her to the throne room all day long. Amen. 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 Hey, listen, let's let's get uh, bless bless Doug, bless his bless his family. Go to number three. Satan for Supreme Court. Some of you maybe haven't seen it. I want you to see it. Satan. This is Satan for Supreme Court. The mask is off. This is what we're wrestling against, folks. We're wrestling against compromise. Every Christian man in that room should have stood up and walked out. See, uh, oh man, oh man. I, I'll read that in a second, Mark. Okay. My commentary. I'll read it in a second. Scroll all the way down because I want to play the real quick video right here. Right, right there. This is the, now watch. Go to, go to the top one first. Okay. Right there. Now, this is uh, a congresswoman. I know her name. I can't. Black. Marsha Blackburn is going to ask her if she can define a woman. Watch this. Go ahead. And Americans need a Supreme Court justice who will protect our children and will defend parents' constitutional right to decide what is best for their own kids. And here we need a little clarity. At a time when these parental rights appear to Scroll be assaulted by the radical shut, shut left, your public comments about, and I will down. quote you. Go to the one below it. Go to the one below it. Anyway, uh, can you one. provide a definition for the word woman can i provide a definition mm-hmm. no yeah i can't you can't N- not in okay. this context so i'm not a biologist meaning of the word woman she's is not a so biologist. unclear and controversial she's, not a biologist. she's gonna rule on women issues but she can't define what a woman is everybody should have walked up and they should have stood up and walked out everybody should have now listen to this one here Next one. When, uh, when does life begin, in your opinion? Senator, um, I don't know. <laughs> Ma'am? I don't know. Is it coach, folks, is that unbelievable? Is that unbelievable? But yet we have to reach across the aisle, right? Uh, we, wanna, we don't want to argue with the, the gentlewoman from Alaska and the gentlewoman from Maine and my honorable gentle friend from South Carolina. Are you, are you kidding me? Are you, are you freaking kidding me? It's a, it's a mockery. It makes a mockery. It makes a mockery, friends. It is Romans 1 before us, right in front of us. And we are to have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but expose them. And they've been exposed. Oh, I got to get to my commentary. I got to. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff, and then Jeannie. But these politicians don't care about these kids, the future 20, 30 years for these kids. No, they don't the Lucifer and Mason. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's a just political crap. 
for a photo op for little talking points, and then they're going to put this woman on the courts. It's we're going to put her on the court. We're going to put her on the courts. A woman that can't even define woman. A woman who can't even define woman. Is she a woman? Joe Biden appointed a woman to the Supreme Court. A woman. Is she, do we know if she is one? Could she stand up and show us her junk? Would that still make her a woman? Would she be a woman? If we could see her anatomy, would she be a woman then? When would, when would she be a woman? When do you become a woman? When you get eight years old and you decide you are one? Is that when you become one? You see the absolute foolishness? You the see the foolishness? Yeah, that's what they say, yeah. This is the highest court in the world. This is the highest earthly court in the world. And this woman lies to us and says she doesn't know what a woman is and she doesn't know when life begins. Yeah. Also, on that Pastor Dale video the other day, he said now in the schools, this is amazing. In the schools, 40% of the kids are trans, the LGBTQ now. 40% in the schools. Why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't they be? Jeannie. When I watched those interviews, it said more about the people asking the questions than her. It said at least as much, didn't it? At yes. least as much. Now, I'm telling you, if I'd have been a senator, I'd have stood up and walked out. Why wouldn't they? Why, huh? No, they don't want to do that. Because why? We've been taught in Christianity that you're respectful. And, oh, I got to get to my commentary. Go ahead, Dale. Well, brother, they, they are already on the hook anyway, because... The, the Senate have approved all of these stupid homosexual bills, the Supreme Court putting in Obergefell and Hodges. When this lady cannot decide what a woman is, how can she decide what a criminal is or a crime is? And we see that in the rulings when she gives a, a man who rapes a child only three months in jail, right? And when Bill Cassidy asked the question, not Bill Cassidy, but um, – Asked the question, John Kennedy asked the question, when does life begin? And she don't know because she doesn't even understand when your brain functions. She's still waiting for her brain. Neil, she doesn't even, can she define a child? Does she have the ability to define a child? Can she define a family? Can she define define a job? Can she define rape? Can she define pornography? She, She can't define a woman? Well, we know she can, right? So therefore she's a liar. Because she identifies as a woman. Joe Biden appointed a woman. That's her. And she can't define one. You know what they should do, Coach? When they're asking these questions, they should all be on lie detector tests and the meter should be going. So every time they answer a question, it'll determine right there whether they're lying or not. You know what they ought to, they ought to do, Dale? They ought to have a, an assassin sitting back there with a gun and her connected to a lie detector test every time she answers a question. And once every, every, when she lies, they'll shoot her. And then people will learn, don't lie. Don't lie. If we got serious about it, you say, Coach, I, I, that's crazy. Is it? See, because why? Because we don't take lying seriously. This lady's going to lie her way onto the Supreme Court. And those who are responsible for holding her accountable don't give a shit. Sorry I said it. They don't care. They're playing politics. Uh, Clay, come on that, in. I, didn't, I, didn't, I swear I didn't, want, I didn't want to spend all this time on this. I swear I didn't. Well, I should have asked her, are you a man or a woman? And then if she said, I'm a woman, then they should have asked her, how do you know? Well, Clay, why didn't they do that? Why didn't they do that? People don't huh? speak huh? up, and we need to, we need to speak up. They're when all playing in, along with it, man. 
when you're in church and you hear your pastor or whoever's preaching say something that's incorrect on the podium or they're, or, or they're not they're not teaching scripture properly you need to we need to object to that matter i heard a that's a right see over, we're we're taught to obey leadership even when they're wrong do you get it folks there was oh. a preacher the other day coaches that was uh siding with the ukraine against russia right here in the united states and he's forgetting yes. about all the christians that's over in russia okay. and, and and afterwards, I asked people that was in the congregation and the leadership of the church, I said, are y'all siding with the Ukraine? And they said, no, no, we're not. We're not. But the pastor, the pastor tends to be siding with the Ukraine. And he's the one teaching the church. Isn't that something? And what did Lindsey Graham say? Lindsey Graham said they ought to assassinate Putin. What? What? I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Craig. Hey, Coach, maybe you could read uh, Matthew 12, 33. Maybe I could. Of course I could. Maybe, could. maybe I could. I can learn how to read in second grade. <laughs> and especially the last part, Coach, because it should be humbling for everybody, especially this lady, but ourselves, because we Matthew what? By, we're condemned by our own words. Matthew 12, 33 through 37. Matthew 12, 33 through 37. Either make the tree good and his fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt for the tree is known by his fruit. Oh, you generation of vipers. How can you being evil speak good things to Johnny Brown or whatever her name is for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. Wow. But I say unto you that every idle word that men speak, they shall give account therefore in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Wow. Pull up the commentary, Jonathan. I wasn't going I got I gotta get to because it there's just so many things in it. I hope you guys know that when I do this, I'm not. It's not braggadocious. I don't care if you think it is braggadocious. It's a point I'm making. <clears throat> it's number four, Jonathan. There it is. No, number four. There it is. And sit back, and you see if this doesn't. If this isn't what we we're just talking about, I'd have Silver do it, but I can get to it a little faster. No offense, Silver. Where are the Papa Bears? Christian influence in the world, especially in America, is waning. The land of the free and the home of the brave is no longer free or brave. Somewhere along the road to destruction, the body of Christ made the decision to stop contending for the faith. According to the dictionary, contend is a strong active verb. It conjures up such synonyms, battle, compete, face off, fight, race, revile, rival, vie. When was the last time you heard a sermon from the six-foot popsicle standing in the pulpit that conjured up the competitive spirit in the heart of the pew sitters? Perhaps that's why male testosterone is in such short supply in the world today. 
You can check whatever version of the Bible you choose to use today, and you will be hard-pressed to find the word nice when describing any of the characters that were classified today as heroes in the Faith Hall of Fame. That's Hebrews 11. Sorry, Charlie, but nice is not a descriptive is not descriptive of those who laid down their lives that this nation might live. Oh, they may have been nice, but that's not a prerequisite of a, or a Christian virtue as lived out through the history of Christianity. Nice is a universal value. Even pagans and God-haters can be nice. The question is not are Christians nice, but does the Bible teach us to always be nice? Is there ever a time when it's permissible for, frisk, for Christians to kick butt and take names? Is it unchristian for believers to fight? Was Jesus a pacifist? Did Jesus ever get angry? Did he teach pacifism to his disciples? Don't you find it a bit ironic that when the Prince of Peace returns, that he will be riding on a white stallion, and in righteousness he will judge and make war? Jesus will judge? Jesus will make war? Are you flipping kidding me? The Prince of Peace will return to even the score? I thought we weren't supposed to judge. I thought we weren't supposed to get angry. I thought we were only supposed to pray for our enemies. You mean the Prince of Peace will return in vengeance to make war on the forces of darkness? Are you kidding me? Do you guys know that? I wonder what he thinks. Jesus, of the passive, non-confrontational gospel emanating out of America's pulpits today. I wonder what he thinks of social distancing. What does Jesus think of mask wearing and non-essential churches and tyrannical government? I wonder if he were in Congress today, if the Prince of Peace would spend all of his time compromising and reaching across the aisle to find common ground with the enemies of the cross. Would Jesus be for homo marriage, abortion, critical race, theory, climate change, teaching about evolution to Americans' children? Would Jesus be for any of that crap? I wonder what he would have to say about the separation of the church and state. I wonder if they would let him pray before a football game. There are a lot of things I wonder about. I wonder if some of the men in America's pulpits are only telling part of the story. I wonder if sitting passively on the pew, if hiding in my prayer closet is really all that my Savior expects of me. What does it mean to be a Christian? How would I recognize one? What does it mean to be saved? I know what I'm saved from, but if you ever ask, what are you saved for? Is there something we're supposed to do once we're saved? Biblical scholars will tell us the book of Jude was written by the half-brother of Jesus Christ. I would assume it's safe to believe that Jude knew his brother pretty well, and in his letter, we're exhorted to earnestly contend for the faith. What would that look like today, contending? Would it mean to stay away from politics? Would it mean to remain silent in the face of evil? Would it mean to look the other way when the foundations of faith are being destroyed? Is that what Paul did or Peter? How about those found in the Faith Hall of Fame in Hebrews 11, which the scriptures tell us that the world was not worthy of them? How did Christianity become so passive in the face of the onslaught of evil? Who taught us to blend in, not make waves, go along to get along, submit to the rule of the unfruitful works of darkness? 
Scripture actually teaches us just the opposite. Have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Expose them to who? Expose them for what? I've been watching a strange phenomenon over the past couple of years, and that's the emergence of the mama bears at local school board meetings fighting for the Cubs. Jeff Klein, too, by the way. These passion-filled mamas are contending against the forces of darkness that have their sights set on the destruction of their progeny. Every time I watch these brave women step to the plate in defense of America's children, I find myself asking the same question. Where in the hell are the men? Amen. The Bible tells us that the righteous are as bold as lions and evil men flee when no one pursues. I cannot imagine how fast they would flee if, in fact, righteous men actually did pursue them. Where are the men? Scripture teaches us that the wicked walk on every side when the vilest of men are exalted. Look at who's being exalted in America. Look at what is walking on every side. Christianity is a contact sport. Tired of watching women play men's sports. It's time for us to put on our big big boy pants. Where are the Christian men? Boom. Where are they? I know where they are. They're reaching across the aisle. They're compromising. Compromising at work. Compromising in every aspect of their lives. Living their lives, looking the other way against the forces of darkness. The question of the day, what were you, we know what you were saved from. What were you saved for? When you stand before Jesus and you walk in the pearly gates and Jesus Christ is standing there to meet you, or they tell us Peter will meet us and then take us to Jesus. <clears throat> when Jesus says to you, well done, my good and faithful servant, what's he talking about? What's he talking about? Are you saying, do you just get in because you just got saved? Oh, come on in. You're saved. Yeah, come on, saved. Thank God. Well done getting saved. Well done. Well done, my good and faithful. You're saved. Come on in. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Now, ask ourselves this. What does it look like to serve Jesus? Oh, I know. Feed the poor. Help tornado victims. Right? Just do nice things for people. The Red Cross does nice things for people, and they're as profoundly lost as you can get. You understand that even pagans can be nice? I said that, right? Lost people can be nice to who they want to be nice to. And we want to be nice to everybody except that word in anywhere in the Scriptures. We're so supposed to earnestly contend for the faith. What would that look like? Well, sure as hell wouldn't look like what we're seeing now, would it? And it's going to get so bad, as uh, somebody, a wise man much wider than me said, the day will come. If we don't fight now, the day will come when we won't be able to. When we make up our mind that we want to contend for the faith, it'll be too late. Come on in, Jack.
Jack's on a delay. Go ahead, Jeff. Are we waiting on Jack? Sorry, sorry, Coach. Uh, just quick. I but I'm going to sleep on me. Go ahead. I wasn't asleep. I was away from the phone. I was moving, getting my laundry because some of us have to go to work. Hey, <laughs> hey. Um, I sent you a text. You might want to take a quick look and read it. It's um, Article Three, Section Two, uh, Good Behavior. So every all these people are impeachable, just as you were just going down through your list. Article 3, Section 1, the judicial power of the United States shall be vested in one Supreme Court and in such inferior courts as the Congress may from time to time ordain and establish. The judges, both of the Supreme and inferior courts, shall hold their offices during good behavior and shall at time stated receive for their service a compensation which shall be diminished uh, during the continuance of the office. Folks, to Johnny Brown or whatever her name is, uh, she doesn't know what a woman is. That ain't good service. That ain't she good service. Been asked. So the, she should have been asked. The, the senators don't even know the law. Otherwise, they would have asked her to define good behavior. And then we'd have right. her. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you, Jack Silver. Good morning, Coach. Uh, through all of this, what comes to mind is Matthew 10, 11 through 14. And whatever city or village you enter, inquire who is worthy in it. Mm. His house until you leave that city. As you enter the house, give it your greeting. If the house is worthy, give it your blessing of peace. But if it's not worthy, take back your blessing of peace. Whoever does not receive you or heed your words as you go out of that house or city, shake the dust off your feet. Joe, you are that point. It really tricked me. Okay, that's enough. And move on. Hey, folks, look now, wait a minute. Joe, where was that? Matthew uh, 10, verses uh, 11 through 14. Put it up there real quick. I want to show you something, Joe. It popped right out to me as you you were talking. Matthew 10. Eleven. Go to eleven. Hey friends, watch this. Joe just read this. Uh and into whatever city or town you enter, inquire who is worthy, and there abide till you go thence. And when you come into a house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it not be worthy, let your peace return. Oh, we cry peace, peace when there is no peace, right? <laughs> he says, listen, if it's not worthy, there shouldn't be any peace. We should be raising hell. Oh, R-A. Z, R-A-I-Z, raise as burn. We should be raising hell. Coach, when the scripture said would enter a house, wouldn't a house also be entering into that school? Enter into that house. Here's what's going down. We're making some progress. I guess some things happening. Real quick, we, uh, they want the meeting, want the meeting at this one school at East Knox. What parents? The parents say they all want to come and do a private a sit down for an hour or two with the school board people. So through all this, you got one woman, and oh, about 95% of the speakers are always women. There are no men. There are no pastors. I've asked them that. Where are the pastors? Where are the men? So I got one woman now. She's really hating me, but she's very vile. She's very rude and arrogant. Just she hates everybody. 
The last meeting that we had East Knox, this cop had to come up front. After the meeting's over, she's up there screaming in their faces. Tom and I let her go for about five minutes. I finally walked up in between her and the school board and the cop, and I rebuked her. Oh, my goodness. She turned on me. She told me, get out of this school. She ripped me. She's very ungodly. So she's challenged me now that we they'll never meet. They'll never meet with the parents of the school board. Afterwards, I talked to two of the school board members outside. They agree. I said, let's do a meeting. I said, but one of the rules of the meeting is that lady there doesn't get to speak. She has to sit in the back of the room and shut up. Okay, hey, Jeff, listen, listen, Jeff. Quit publicly giving us your plan. They're listening. They're listening to us, right? Right, it's coming to happen. One of the school board members, the one lady afterwards, give me a hug out in the parking lot. They're liking the scriptures being read and they're liking the truth. The other guy has asked for prayer and he's not a Christian. He's asking, will you guys pray for me? It's Evil walks on every side when the vilest of men are exalted. Amen. Where are the papa bears? See you tomorrow.